G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode I'm really excited about after doing a whole lot of podcasts about fat loss. Today is on the opposite end of the spectrum and it is on building a calorie surplus. So should we be doing a conservative calorie surplus or a more aggressive calorie surplus? So obviously building, bulking, whatever you want to call it. I know the term bulking. Women definitely don't love, guys generally tend to love. Um, Again, building. So aiming to purposely go into a calorie surplus to optimize the process of trying to build more muscle mass. Now, this is is a topic that what I find is really cool because years ago when I got into the industry, you know, a lot of people were really scared off lifting weights and then well lifting weights for sure but definitely even more so the thought of you know purposely going into a surplus you know i've trained a lot of women for years and years and years and you know been around the gym for almost 20 years or so and what's been really cool is just the gradual shift from seeing gyms just you know pretty much littered with just all guys and ladies on the treadmills and stuff like that to now you know gyms all around the world have just got boss women crushing it lifting heavy often heavier than the guys um and what's also cool is that so many women message me these days about wanting to build muscle wanting to get in the surplus wanting to you know not just be small and thin and stuff but they want to add shape and size and all that stuff to their physique and so this episode is cool because um you know it's something i think a lot of people could do with actually getting out of a calorie deficit and not just getting out of a calorie deficit, but purposely having a goal and understanding that, yes, I'm going to put on weight. And so often we go into, or I talk about so often the idea that, yeah, let's, let's get out of a deficit, but I don't think enough of the time people think, well, yeah, I'm getting out of a deficit, but what's the strategy? What's the plan? Because let's say you're wanting to lose weight we always go, all right, let's go in a calorie deficit. What calorie deficit are we doing? Are we doing an, a conservative deficit? Are we doing a moderate and aggressive? What's our um, deficit percentage going to be? We're always talking about this with fat loss. How much weight do we want to lose in X weeks? How much percentage of body fat do we want to lose in 8, 12, 16 weeks, etc.? Whereas with building, it generally comes with more of a hey, let's just get out of a deficit and let's spend a bit of time with calories up and kind of hope for the best and then see what happens. And then eventually when we're ready, we'll come back down. So there's no real kind of strategy to it. There's no real kind of goal. And when that happens, it's quite hard to hold, I guess, yourself accountable and really measure progress. Again, when you're looking in the mirror, obviously in a cut, it's very easy to see if you're losing body fat your legs come in, your abs come in, et cetera, like that. Whereas obviously in a surplus, it's going to be a little bit different. You generally look obviously fuller, softer, more watery and stuff like that. So it's it's not always the easiest thing. It can be quite a mental game to handle the, the building process. So in this episode, guys, what I really just want to kind of talk about, I just really just want to touch on a few topics and something I can go into in much more detail in the next few weeks on each of these topics. Um, is a few of the things around building, such as, you know, should you be should you be doing an aggressive approach or how much weight should you be looking to actually put on 
per week in a build. You know, should you who should be probably more likely to look at doing a conservative deficit um, surplus or a more aggressive approach? And does it even matter if you do a more aggressive approach? Which 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 is more superior? So this episode, I'll try to touch on these a few of these key topics, guys, so you can have a bit more of a takeaway and I guess lay lay a bit of the foundation for um, a bit more knowledge around building. And then we can get into some more, I guess, a bit more detailed stuff like we did with the fat loss mistakes. Um, I'd really like to do that with the building um, podcast and we'll kind of work on that over the next month or so. Now, before we get started, guys, as always, if you enjoy this episode, please share. Had a lot of people sharing. I just had, I think, another record week of downloads. I think I had over 19,000 or so, um, almost, yeah, almost 20,000 um, downloads of my podcast last week, which was a record. So thank you to everyone. And yeah, if you enjoy it and listen, please make sure you leave a five-star rating, a review and all that and share. It helps me more than, you know, I always say that, but it truly does. That's how, how I grow. You know, it's not a, a podcast is not like a, you know, social media where you can be seen easily, you know, it's kind of word of mouth. So please keep helping me because it means a lot. Now building. So Obviously, let's just kind of, I guess, lay the foundation. So we have a calorie deficit to lose weight. We have maintenance to maintain our weight, which is going to be maintenance eating around your TDE. And then we have our calorie surplus when our calories exceed our TDEE. So just like a deficit, we do 20% deficits. We do 25%, 30%, et cetera, et cetera. Surplus, we can also do that. Now, with a surplus, you're not probably going to go as same or match the percentage say for a cut so you're probably not going to start with a 30 percent surplus as you would say at the times of a cut now for me normally going into a maintenance phase of eating your td that's kind of just level one it's just let's get you out of a calorie deficit so level two is all right let's go into a small surplus so a small surplus is generally going to be around for me around that five percent five eight percent up to ten percent mark for going into a calorie surplus so if your tde i hate that word tdee is say 2000 calories or you maintain your weight you might start on just say 2100 to 2200 calories so it's just a small surplus so this is going to be more a conservative approach whereas a more aggressive approach is going to be say um 20 25 percent i've seen people go up to so that's looking at you know 400 500 calories above 2000 and so that's you know a very very aggressive approach um technically and obviously though we're saying that so many people when they go into a build they don't track and so when they don't track obviously and they're just saying i'm just going to eat as much as possible like i used to when i was younger and just eat terrible foods i was doing much more than a 20 25 because i was like oh whatever more food the better but is more food better? Is a conservative surplus better? Which one should you do? All right. So interestingly, with the research, we've seen basically, obviously, if you're in a small surplus or a larger surplus, you'll put muscle mass on. Cool. That's what we want. So you'll you'll put on lean muscle mass or lean mass in a small pl- surplus or a large surplus. Now, in a small surplus, you'll put on some body fat, but in a more aggressive surplus, you'll also put on body fat, but you'll put on much more body fat. 
So when you do a more aggressive approach though, yes, you do put on more fat mass, but you also put on more muscle mass. Okay, so I'll repeat that. When you do a more aggressive build, you're going to put on more fat mass, but you're also going to put on more muscle mass, okay? Whereas the conservative approach, yes, you'll put on some fat, but it's going to be much less than that of in a more aggressive build, okay? So this is something you can be mindful of. It's like, okay, well, if I really want to limit fat gain, then I know a conservative surplus is going to be less body fat because, again, less calories, less surplus, Then another positive is in a more conservative approach that when you look at how much muscle mass you gain per body fat, um, pounds of body fat you gain, building in a conservative approach will build more muscle mass for the amount of fat mass you put on. Okay, so for the amount of fat you put on in a conservative approach, you'll put on more muscle mass than in in an aggressive surplus. But let's say you had 8, 12, 16 weeks and your goal was to put on as much muscle mass as possible, you'll still exceed the muscle mass built with an aggressive approach. So more food, more muscle mass built, but then also more body fat accumulated. So pretty, it's probably nothing too shocking, right? So don't like a calorie deficit, more aggressive approach will lead to more fat loss because you're in a larger energy deficit more aggressive calorie approach will lead to more more likely more rapid fat gain okay but again you're also going to be putting on more muscle mass faster okay so this is where it then really kind of depends on what is your goal what is your time frame what is your starting point of a build um, have you done a build before? How, are you new to training? Um, are you really advanced? How much muscle mass do you need to put on? So these are all things you kind of want to kind of analyze. And you know, when I get a client and I'm working with them, these are all variables that matter. So for example, if I have a client who comes to me and they've just competed and they didn't have much enough muscle mass for their last show, I'm probably going to say, all right, let's compete in a year's time. Let's do you know, six, nine months of building, okay? So if I'm doing a really long build, I'm probably not going to go super, super high right away with their surplus because I've got a lot of time to build that muscle. Whereas if I've got someone who says, hey, Mark, um, you know, I want to compete in six months' time and I didn't have enough muscle and I need to compete in six months' time, but I need to gain muscle, then I'll probably go a more aggressive approach because I want to build muscle faster in that smaller window we have in time for then me to then diet them back down to lose weight to get comp lean again. So if I have a really short window to put muscle on, then I'll probably go in a more aggressive approach. Whereas if I have a long window, I'll go a more conservative approach. So something I actually get asked a lot about is how much weight should you then be putting on in a build? And it as annoying as it sounds, it kind of depends. Okay, so it's 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 not a kind of fixed amount. Like, so what is a good amount to put on um, during build? So one of the people who um, a really smart guy in the industry, a guy called Eric Helms, um, I remember him saying um, for a build, I can't quite remember on the weight of the person. I think it was just a kind of your standard, you know, maybe seventy kilogram person or 140, 180 pound or something like that person. 
the goal was around about a half a pound a week of weight gain would be like your higher level. So about a quarter of a kilo. So that means say over a month, you might be putting on two pounds or a kilogram or so of weight a month. So that's not a whole lot, right? So that means over three months, you might put on three kilos or about six pounds or five months, obviously five kilos, 10 pounds. So pound versus kilo, one times 2.2, one kilogram versus a pound. So that's kind of like your kind of average recommended kind of weight gain. All right. So it's, it's a, it's not a huge amount. Um, you can also use kind of a body fat percentage. Um, so body fat percentage is often around that, like around that 1% body weight to one, one and a half percent body weight. You could go a little bit lower than that. If you want to go really conservative, but around about 1%, one and a half percent of your body weight per month in weight gain is kind of around the recommended level. So it's not a huge amount, but a lot of the time, just going off that, guys, if I say, hey, two pounds or so um, a month or a kilo, a lot of times I know people will be like, well, well, I just finished a cut and I put my calories up in the first two weeks, I put on three pounds. Just remember, when you've gone from low calories and then you bump your calories right up instantly, and what would generally happen is you drive up carbohydrates. When you quickly drive up your carbohydrates, your weight is always going to go up fast. Why? Because when you eat carbohydrates, they enter your muscles uh, into your bloodstream as glucose. So carbohydrates enter your bloodstream as glucose. And then the glucose gets stored in your muscles as muscle glycogen. And that glycogen pulls water in. Okay, so when you eat more carbs, you're going to bring more water into your muscles. So when you eat more carbohydrates, your weight's going to go up quickly initially because you're pulling more water in. But that doesn't necessarily mean, obviously, you're gaining body fat right away, or you're gaining muscle mass. It just means you're, you're pulling more water into your muscles. So that's why you find though, in the first one to two weeks of a build, but also the first one to two weeks of a cut, the scale will often change quite a lot. So if you go in a cut, you go, all right, I'm going to do from being on say 400 carbs to now I'm on 180 grams of carbs in a deficit. You just decreasing 220 grams of carbs a day, that's a huge amount of muscle glycogen you're going to be lowering, which means there's a huge amount of water that you're going to be lowering, which means that's why often the first week or so when you do, say, a cut, guys, you see a big drop in the scale, but a lot of it's just fluid because you're eating less carbohydrates. Likewise, in a build, if you go, hey, I'm in a deficit and all of a sudden I put my carbs right up by 100 grams of carbs, this is where people freak out because after a few days, their scale weight goes up. But again, it's just... The glucose being stored in your muscles as muscle glycogen, which pulls water in, which means more water weight. And what you'll find is try not to freak out in the first one to two weeks of a build because it will then kind of work itself out in a way, I guess you'd say. Like it will start to start to be not so dramatic and slow down and kind of level off. So often the first two weeks, guys, you'll see a big change in the scale, like three, four pounds, two kilos or so. Try not to use that initial data too much as, oh my God, I'm I'm gaining too much weight because those weeks are kind of oh, like feeler weeks. After that, then you're going to get a bit more of a clearer picture on your weight gain. So around weeks three to four and five and six, that's when you kind of focus a bit more on the weight gain per week on the scale, okay? Likewise, in a cut, often people go, oh, I lost four pounds in the first week and in the second week I only lost half a pound therefore my deficit's not working it's like no 
your deficit's probably working just fine. It's just that the first week looked like you lost more weight than you did just because it was a greater week of loss of water through the carbohydrate manipulation. Hope you guys kind of bear with me there and make sense. All right. Now, what I guess the most common question then I think a lot of you guys will be having in it then is, well, should I try to build in a big surplus? Should I try to build in a more conservative approach? Well, it really depends. As I said, like it depends on on your time frame. It depends on where you currently are from a body fat standpoint and things like that. So when I've got someone who I'm looking at doing a more aggressive approach to try and have them gain weight more quickly. So remember, if you do a more aggressive surplus, so higher calorie surplus, you're going to put on more muscle mass faster, but you're also going to put on more body weight and body fat faster. So it's kind of a trade-off. But if you're someone who is um, trying to, um, sorry, yeah, if you're someone who's trying to, if I'm, I'll repeat that. Sorry, guys. My cat is scratching my leg, cinnamon. All right. If you're tr- someone who I'm looking at trying to put on weight more quickly, the person I'll try- probably put my weight on more quickly is going to be someone who is naturally really skinny. So, you know, those typical, oh, I'm a hard gainer. Um, you know, I struggle to put on weight. You know, I eat a lot already. I'm not putting on weight. The person who's naturally skinnier, they're the one I'm probably going to be more favorable to putting them on a higher surplus. Likewise, another person is someone who is moving a lot. They're doing a lot of steps. They've got a really, really active job. They're, you know, they're 18,000, 20,000 steps a day. And, you know, they, they, they're in a position where they're probably going to handle higher cup rates really, really well. The other time is, as I said before, someone who is more advanced and they probably only have a bit of a shorter window to try and put muscle on. So if I know I can put on more muscle mass in say 12 weeks on someone, if they're in a more aggressive surplus, then I will probably do that if I only have a short window to put muscle mass on. So a lot of you often ask me, what's the minimum amount of time I should do a build? And normally it's around, I'd probably say eight to 12 weeks. And so then you're probably thinking, oh, cool. Well, eight to 12 weeks, I'll do a build. Let's go into surplus and get as much out of it. Maybe a good approach there is if you do only want to build for a shorter time frame, go more aggressive with your calories in your surplus. But remember, and this is a big thing, because a lot of people will be like, oh, cool. So if I eat heaps more, I put on more muscle mass, cool, I'll go aggressive. That sounds good until you start doing it and you feel like you're putting on more body fat faster and faster and faster. Remember, there's that trade-off. Yes, you can put on more muscle mass in a more aggressive approach, but you're going to put on more body fat. We know that for sure. So that's one of the things you need to trade off on because it might sound good, but when you, if you're three weeks in, you're like, oh my God, I'm getting too fat and I need to diet back down. And then you don't stick to your build for the eight to 12 weeks, then you've just kind of wasted your time again. So it's kind of getting as well, a person who I think psychologically will handle the rigors of a surplus. 
something people are not often prepared for is going to a surplus and experiencing what it's like when the mirror doesn't feel as validating, when you don't feel as confident in your body and stuff like that, and you're force feeding yourself to eat more and all of a sudden you're feeling worse and worse and worse because you're used to getting all these amazing comments about how lean you are. But then you again, on now I need to get my calories up again and eat when you're hungry. These are things you just need to understand when you're trying to gain weight quickly. So this is why, you know, often if you have a, if I have a client who really struggles with weight gain or say mentally go, if you're a person who really struggles with the mental sides of getting out of a deficit and go, all right, I'm going to, I know I should get out of a deficit. I've been meaning to for a long time. I need to get out of a deficit. I know, I know, I know, need to do it. And then I get that person and they finally give me the chance to get them out of a deficit. If I go, all right, we're going to go into a 20% surplus right away, you're going to make their anxiety around gaining weight so much worse because you're kind of just throwing them in the deep end and putting them in a position where they're going to gain weight really quickly. Whereas if I've got a person who has dieted before, they've built before, they've dieted before, built before, they're used to gaining weight, it doesn't bother them, their confidence is not going to be rocked tremendously, putting them in a surplus quick, more quickly, it's not going to be as detrimental to probably their mental health and feeling like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm feeling too uncomfortable. I need to run back to a deficit. And that's the big thing, guys. Just like a calorie deficit to lose body fat, you need to spend time there to build, um, to lose body fat. Same thing. To build muscle, we need adherence. We need time, even more time to get results in a build versus a cut. So on the flip side, for someone who should I look at trying to put into a more conservative conservative calorie surplus to therefore gain a little bit less, well, a slower rate of muscle gain, but also a slower rate of body fat gain. Who should I probably put into that approach? Well, I'd probably look at someone who has, obviously, as I said, that fear of putting on weight quickly, that person who has really struggled with their weight before, they've lost weight quickly, or they've lost weight finally, sorry, I should say. They feel really good, but they're scared. They've got all this anxiety about being a surplus. I'd always try to ease this person into a surplus. Let's just take them into maintenance, get them used to maintenance for a period of time. And then we slowly build up. Yes, it will be a slower approach to putting on to putting on um, muscle mass, but it's also since it's a slower approach to putting on body fat, it's probably going to give them more confidence and the mental adjustment to eating more foods. And that can be really, really important. Now, the other person who I would probably go more a conservative approach for a build is definitely someone with a higher body fat percentage. So there's no kind of fixed kind of saying that, oh, if you're over 15% body fat, you can't do a cut, um, a surplus and all that stuff. Yeah. So if we want to do a surplus. Obviously, you go into surplus. Within reason, obviously, if someone's um, obviously in an unhealthy position and the doctor's told them they need to lose body fat to help them health, you're not going to be probably putting them in a surplus. But if someone is wanting to build muscle and their body fat, say for a woman is... 28% versus a woman who's 15% super, super lean. That probably changes things as well. Cause if they're a higher percentage of body fat, you going into a really aggressive surplus and rapidly having them put on body fat is probably just going to drive them into an even more, obviously higher and more uncomfortable position um, where they already are. Whereas if you have someone at 15% body fat and they have their body fat 
go up, say, 5% over the next eight weeks, they're still at 20%. That's still really, really lean for a woman. Whereas if you're at 28% and you put them up 5% in one or two months, then they're in probably an even a a position where they're probably going to feel even more uncomfortable. So someone with a higher body fat percentage, I'd definitely probably choose a more mild um, level of the surplus and just have them spend a good amount of time there trying to build muscle. There's another thing we can look at, which I'll do another podcast on with someone with higher body fat percentages, potentially trying to recomp them, which is maybe putting them in a small calorie deficit where they can still potentially build muscle and lose body fat because their body fat's higher. But I can talk about that later. But the main thing is if I've got a really skinny person, then sure, probably a more aggressive calorie surplus is not going to be so detrimental to to them and probably even more positive. Whereas someone is wanting to do a surplus and build muscle with that high body fat percentage, then probably a bit more of a conservative surplus is ideal. Okay. So there's a few different ways to look at it. And another question I get as well, and there's kind of mixed opinions on this is if you're a beginner, should you go into a big surplus or should you just train and focus or, you know, a more conservative approach? And the thing is when you're new to the gym, you get these wonderful things called newbie gains. So newbie gains are basically, since your body is so new to the stimulus of resistance training, you get such fast results. Those first year, that first year of training, you probably get more results in that first year at a faster rate than probably three, four, five times faster than any other years you'll get. Especially the longer you train, the slower your progress will be, which is the joys of training, you know. First year, you touch away and you just get stronger and bigger and stuff like that that first year if you obviously have quality training and nutrition. So really, there's kind of two ways to that. That first year, obviously, you can provide the person a lot of calories to help them grow because, again, you're trying to build muscle. They're new to it. You want to optimize it. Whereas on the flip side, do they need a huge surplus if they're if we know they're new to training, they're going to get fantastic gains really quickly. Do they really need an excessive amount of calories to grow? Probably not. They're probably going to go really, really well on low calories, whereas we can also then minimize the rate of body fat gain. So they're going to probably put on more muscle mass than anyone just because they're new to training. And we could probably put on more muscle mass for them without requiring as high a calorie. So this is why I think personally, I like a, probably a bit more conservative approach for a lot of people in a build. But if you get, say, a younger guy and I'm working with, you know, 17, 18-year-old teenage boy and they're quite skinny and they're trying to bulk up for rugby like I was back in the day, a more aggressive approach is probably going to be fine as well because their body's going to respond well to it. They're moving a lot. They've got a low body fat percentage. They're going to train their house down and stuff like that. So they're probably also going to be fine to go a more aggressive approach. So it really just depends on the individual and, again, how they respond to training and things like that. So. I think a lot of these points I could go into more detail with, and I I really don't like super long podcasts, guys. I, you know, I like my podcast to be short, quick hitters. And I think I've kind of spoken for quite a while. So I think for here, I just want to kind of wrap it up and we can go into a lot of these points more so. But I do, I really just wanted to cover key takeaways so you kind of feel like, well, this probably makes more sense for me. Just like, you know, I spend so much time on fat loss because, you know, people, so many people want fat loss. But building 
you know, it's having a, it's having a goal. So it's it's kind of understanding that yes, it's a it's a it's a process. Slow and steady wins a race is very much a, a thought process to building. Yes, you can do a more aggressive build and do it in you know eight to twelve weeks. But for the majority of the time, I do like a more conservative build and just spending serious time there, time and time and time. 16, 24, 36 weeks of being in a true surplus, gaining muscle, chipping away slowly but surely, I think is a positive place to be. So just remember, guys, you know, it, if you go a more aggressive surplus, you know, 15, 20% surplus for some people I see them do, yes, you will probably gain more muscle mass quicker, but you'll also definitely gain more body fat. Whereas a more conservative approach, you'll gain less you'll gain less muscle mass, but you'll still gain muscle mass. You'll definitely still gain muscle mass in a smaller surplus, but you also gain way, way less um, body fat. So there's that trade-off. That's why though, maybe a little bit more conservative build where you are definitely gaining muscle mass, but it's not at such a high rate of body fat accumulation can mean it's probably something where you feel more confident, you don't feel so terrible. You don't want to rush back to a deficit instantly, which means then greater adherence, greater time in the surplus, which can mean obviously better results. So again, there's often trade-offs. There's often no one way or one size fits all approach. All these things kind of work, but it's a lot of these, a lot of this is finding what is best suited to you and not just your physique, but also your psychology around training, your psychology, around um, your body fat and things like that. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you can take a bit of value from it. If you enjoyed it, please, as always, make sure you share, guys. And if you want help with your training, please go to coachmarkcarroll.com, invest into my programs. Again, you know, had 2,000 or so people this month invest into my training program. So I'd love for you to come do one of my programs and work it work through it at the moment people are averaging i think about five or six training programs of mine which is insane which means they just keep coming back and coming back so please come invest in yourself with my methods i'd love to help you all right thanks guys bye